Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the hottest takes on the coolest news stories. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I forgot we were already recording. Everything's fine. <laughs> you go into a panic. I'm <laughs> like, Matt, we didn't start recording. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I just um, need to announce still... that everything's fine. <laughs> you were still practicing cramming as many marshmallows in your mouth as you could for bar bets. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so fun. It's harmless, but it's just gross and funny. It's very funny to Is see it harmless? Doing. Couldn't you choke to death? Probably. Yes, that's why you don't use mini marshmallows or you do use mini marshmallows wait yeah right do you use marshmallows with holes in the middle oh there we go safety marshmallows <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean this is definitely ring attached <laughs> so you can't choke on them <laughs> I mean, safety marshmallows sounds like the worst euphemism for condoms in history oh my god <laughs> jesus christ you're right it does <laughs> yes Gross. i'm always right <clears throat> that's the, so that's the unfortunate thing yep we've been off for a couple of weeks and i thought you were uh, saying we've been offered something and i was excited yeah we've been offered the chance to come back and do more shows for people oh just when uh, we thought we were out and they pulled us back de- in that demon offered us an extension on our curse <laughs> <laughs> uh but I figured to get us warmed up back into it, I would start with a little game for you guys. Yay! Ooh, I like little games. Mm. You may recall that. Oh, do I? Did I have a name for this thing? Um, I don't remember. The covers band covers. I think you did. Yeah, I think you did, shit. and you were proud of it. And I don't remember it. Ah, shit. <laughs> well, I don't remember what the name is, but. Uh, I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to tell you bands that covered a certain song in in different periods of history. Each one will be a different decade. Okay. It's a new twist to the game. Um, And uh, you guys have to try to figure out which decade it was covered in. And you get an extra point if you can tell me the exact year. All right? Okay. I feel like we can Mm -hmm. do better on this one than usual. So we are um, coming up on Valentine's Day this week. And so, in honor of Valentine's Day, I would like to do the song "You Can't Hurry Love." Ah! Uh-huh. All Can right. Anyone tell me who did the original of "You Can't Hurry Love"? Was this the Supremes? Diana Ross and the Supremes. Yes, it was Diana Ross and the Supremes. You are correct. Wow, early point for Louisa. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's. Do you have a guess of what you, what decade that was? I'm going to say the 60s, and I'm further going to say 1962. I'm going to say 1965. Okay. Jeff was closer. It's 1966. Damn, okay. Okay. All right. Let's say, how about the Stray Cats? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, this is... Mm, okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have many thoughts running through my head at the moment. Okay. I can't enumerate them because it'll give Jeff an advantage, and we can't have that. <laughs> I think yeah. that their cover, their cover of this song, released in 1987. Ah, okay. I am going to say 1978. I know they formed earlier than you thought, and I think when we come up on the actual 80s, there is an ace in my pocket. So 1978. Point to Jeff. Damn it! It was the 80s. Shit! It was 1981. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know what I'm Can thinking of. that a year before Phil Collins did his version, mm-hmm. that's the one that everyone knows. I bet the Stray Cats oh, version kicks ass. Isn't uh, that, uh, I don't know. Some of their stuff Ted, is Ted weird. Nugent? 
I mean, I know you like his politics, but his music, do you like that too? Weird. It's Brian Setzer, you know. You know, Jeff. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I like that Brian Setzer was a, a guy in the 80s where he's like, what if we were super into the 50s? And the culture at the time of the 80s was like, yeah, good idea. This is fun. And then Brian Setzer's like, I've tricked you. My whole life I've been obsessed with the 50s and I will never stop. And now yeah, I'm just going to keep doing this. In 2020, I will still be doing big band music. Fuck you. Just because Ted Nugent <clears throat> wrote one song about toxoplasmosis making him horny <laughs> does not mean that all cat bands are about him. Yeah, that's what true. What's the band of his that I was thinking of? Damn Yankees? No, well, that's like a super group that was formed. Yeah. Is it is it, it's is it because of cat scratch fever? That is why. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. What is his I band? Told you. You Does know he that. have a band? I thought he was a solo artist until supergroup. Hmm. Yeah, that might be it. Anyway. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. So you're tied one point each right now. Mm-hmm. The Jackson Five. Oh, here we go. Now it's the seventies, and I'm gonna say. Barry Gordy liked them to turn stuff around real fast while it was still hot, so I'm going to say 1970. I'm going to say 1969. Neither of you get a point. Damn. The answer is 2012. Oh, shit! What? You yeah. did You got it! Oh, you yeah. Me... Didn't Check expect me. that one. Were they yeah. performing as the Jackson 5 in 2012? <laughs> they, they released a... Um, like a remaster of some of their recordings in 2012, including this one, it was recorded 10 years earlier, so if someone had said the 2000s, we could have argued it, but mm. neither of you did, so. Man, are I they... Thought... Do they add another member to still be the Jackson 5, or are they just calling themselves that in perpetuity? I thought that... I, I thought that after childhood, as adults, they only called themselves the Jacksons when they performed as a group. Yeah. I'm just telling you what it says on secondhandsongs.com, which is the site I use for all of these. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Ugh, fine. <clears throat> Alright, let's do a couple more. How about... Uh, I don't know why Ray I love this Parker. Because I'm not good at it. I said I don't know why I love this game, because I'm not good at it, but I do love it. Well, I'm glad that somebody likes it. I'm sure our listeners do not. Uh, Graham Parker and The Rumor. (sighs) Don't know anything about them. Is this one of those bands that's like got 10 uh, triple platinum albums in Australia, but no one in America's ever heard of them? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess. Go ahead. I'm going to say the 90s. I'm going to say 1995. I'm going to say 2022. (laughs) No, the answer is 1976. Dang. Mm. Off of their live album, apparently. Real shot in the dark there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Last one. The band is The Crazy Cats. It's not Ted Nugent, Jeff. (laughs) Tell me how cats is spelled. C-A-T-S. Good question. Okay. That was crazy spelled. I would have been sure it was with a K and a Z. <laughs> oh no, that would have been... No, crazy is also spelled the correct way. Okay. So they're not that crazy is what you're saying. Uh, maybe they're just not crazy in that way. They are a band <laughs> from Germany. To the Joker, they're regular cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
1982. That's that's a good trick. Germans, though? Europop? This one I'm going to say 1995. Louisa gets a point. It was the 90s. Yay. It was 1990 on the button. Uh-huh. Mm, nice. All right, Louisa wins this round of Cover Me Bad. <laughs> Is that anything? <laughs> that might have been what you said the first time. Who knows? <laughs> it's not bad for... For making it up on the spot, I'm pretty proud of that one. Mm -hmm. It's good. I originally was going to do Love Me Tender, and then I found out that Love Me Tender is the second most covered song in music history. Behind the Beatles yesterday? Yes, exactly. Yeah! I knew that dumb (laughs) fact still. Yeah. I want to um, uh, highlight that you very smartly did not work the Phil Collins one into there, because you know I was expecting it. Yeah, of course. Everyone is... The two versions that everyone is already familiar with are the Supremes version and the Phil Collins version. So I See, you say that, but did Jeff know about the Phil Collins version? Yeah. It okay. didn't occur to me that it was uh, solo Phil Collins. Yes. But... Yeah, I mean, honestly, Phil Collins stuff versus Genesis stuff is very interchangeable in my mind. Yeah. Wow, didn't rude. Really do much different. Same with, um, what's his name? Peter Gabriel. Well, he did a lot of stuff that was distinctive on his own. I guess that's true. Peter Gabriel's stuff is more insane than yeah, yeah. Genesis was. <laughs> true. Uh, I um, <sighs> I want to listen to some Phil Collins now. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's always Ooh, fun. Uh, do a TikTok video of you reacting to the drum solo. I'll do a TikTok of... I'll pretend that I'm uh, young and that I've never heard uh-huh. Phil Collins before. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone done that? That would actually be a very funny TikTok channel, I think. I mean, there are a million of, like, I I see one all the time that's, like, professional jazz drummer hears Mr. Brightside for the first yeah. time and, like, makes up a new drum track for it. Uh-huh. Uh, or, uh, like, all... teenager listens to Nirvana for the first time. All of this reminds me of Gabriel Gundecker's Vine about man who hears music for the first time. <laughs> And he's just like, is this, this but, yeah. is this, is this music? Yeah, okay, yeah, this is good. <laughs> it's very funny. Yes. Guy, guy. I mean, that's basically what it all is. Like, I, I'm sure that the beginning of the trend was genuine and earnest, but people are faking that they never heard Mr. Brightside before or whatever, right? Come yeah. on. No, I genuinely believe that if you're like a mid 50s, like, session drummer, there, you, there's, like, a lot of music you just kind of missed. Yeah. I guess Maybe. the problem is, if you know a song or whatever, and you're like, that moment where the there's this giant scream out of nowhere, this person's gonna freak out when they hear that. I gotta watch this video. But that's not the way people really react when they hear something for the first time. They're more just like, what? Like, they don't react properly to it, yeah. you know? The way you want yeah, everyone wants that video of those two kids uh, hearing the drum solo in uh, what is it coming in the air tonight? What is that song called? In the air tonight. Hmm. This is just in the air tonight. Anyway, <laughs> that video was that the one that started the whole trend? Because that's the only one I think I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen that one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's like a very famous Vine, I think, of uh, two teen boys listening to In the Air Tonight for the first time and then being like, oh, this is good, this is good. And then the drum solo kicks in and they lose their minds. <laughs> Here's the thing. That song's pretty good. Yeah. It is. And that drum solo kicks ass. Yeah. 
So, like, I do think they were genuinely reacting and, like, getting hype about it, but I think you need a lot of things that people don't take into account to have that as your genuine reaction. Like, if it was one person listening to that song alone and they heard that drum solo, they'd be like, Yeah. But (laughs) when you're there with your cool and extremely excitable friend and you want to get excited together, then you're going to jump up and down. Yeah, part of what makes a drop so hype is that you are expecting it a little bit, and that one just does kind of come out of nowhere if you haven't heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole song feels like it's building to something, and then you realize it was. It was building to this. It makes me think of the um, ahead-of-their-time music video that Cake did for Short Skirt Long Jacket. You remember this? I don't remember the video. <clears throat> it's just them walking around on the street and asking people to listen to their song and then react honestly. <laughs> and, like, a lot of people are listening to it and, you know, dancing to it or saying, oh, this is really great. But some people are like, I hate this. <laughs> that's great. Wow, oh, they, that's really they, I didn't know that they interviewed me for that uh, music video. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good song. I mean, it got a little overplayed, but it's a very good song. And I think that it's very funny that they put people hating it in their music video. Yeah, Are that Cake is fun. a ska band? I'm thinking about their no, horn section yes. now. No way. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. They absolutely Not even are. slightly. <laughs> I mean, I went and saw them in concert last summer, and they had a a series of chairs set up for their trumpet and trombone players. Yeah, it's not, that doesn't, a a trumpet makes not ska. Well, Well, it's either ska or Dixieland jazz, Jeff, so which is it? Yeah. Well, which one is? uh, Political roasts set to music. (laughs) Which one is the Brian Setzer Orchestra? (laughs) Ah, Louisa? They're big band, they're Dixieland jazz adjacent in that they're a big band. (laughs) They're also kind of ska-adjacent, if you think about it. I think more important to ska than having trumpets in rock music is that you're doing a lot of upstrums. A lot of weird Hmm. syncopated guitars, I think, is the more important thing. Because if you listen to, like, Rancid, they sound like ska, but they don't have any horns. Hmm. You think Rancid is more ska than Cake? For sure, absolutely. What?! I don't. I I am blown away by this. Do you think that um, Smash Mouth is ska? This is interesting a question. I think Smash Mouth is if the Doors was good. <laughs> you're just thinking that because of the electric organ. Yes, that's what I think. I think that Smash Mouth is like if ska is a is sort of like a merging of big band and rock. I feel like Smash Mouth is a merging of big band and electronica. I wouldn't say Sky is emerging with big band and rock at all. It's okay. It's white reggae that gets eventually fused with punk rock. I mean, I don't think that that's true. I strongly disagree with that. I think that that's a type of ska, but I don't think that's the whole genre. I mean, oh, I man, I'm in so far over my head. <laughs> I, no I, I, I'm a, I'm a skakademic. Uh huh. That's uh, not it. <laughs> I've studied. <laughs> Uh, Akatskamia? No. <laughs> Jesus. That was much worse. You're, you're, you're a scholar. <laughs> ah, oh, god man. damn it! There it is! Duh! Of course he's a scholar. Yeah, I'm a- I'm- we're, Let's go back and cut all this out. I'm not. Uh, I- I'm a true scholar, and I know that it was invented in, uh, Jamaica in the 60s because a bunch of Jamaican guys would make dance music where instead of words, they would go ska, ska, ska. 
Yeah. Uh huh. And then in the seventies, British people were allowed like, to That's evolve at all now. beyond that. And Jeff is say is a uh, Orthodox skull skull. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Or, or I got nothing. I, I, know, I am a member of the Orthoscoxy. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Damn it, that's good. <laughs> the one thing I know is when it went to England, it became skiffle. Mm. Yeah, our our second second wave ska is a lot of like madness with yeah. our yeah. house. Yeah, people who are really poor in Thatcher's Britain, and they mentioned Thatcher's Britain a lot. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say uh, there are some good British ska bands from the seventies that have actual like Afro Caribbean and like uh, Black yeah. British people in them. Yes, yes. It's- I mean, I think I also think that there are good ska bands that were the ones we were talking about before. Madness is great. Yeah, the Kinks are good. Yeah, uh, I would argue against the Kinks being ska. Also, oh my God, <laughs> Jeff, you can't. <laughs> we should never have gotten onto this topic, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah you have the to- fact that. <laughs> Go ahead. The fact that you are being so originalist about ska is making me actually angry. It's not about originalism. It's about tracing the lineage. I think that genres know, can end up very... I but it evolved beyond that. Listen, I don't want to brag, but I hosted a very unpopular college radio show during <laughs> ska's heyday, and I went to like 150 ska shows in Delaware, and they covered a lot of range. There was rap ska, there was like melodic ska it was more than just its origin here's the question of our time is 311 ska no i don't even remember what i don't even did they do amber is the color of my energy yeah that's the one and they were too noodly there (laughs) i would put them in the jam band category of dave matthews band or the grateful dead rusted root yeah that kind of thing that's fair. I think you gotta have more energy than that to be ska. Oh god, is it true? It just, is someone online telling a joke, or is it true that Dave Matthews' band is being considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? I mean, that <laughs> seems reasonable. Yeah, why I not? I hate it. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them either, but they are, uh, I don't know, famous and influential. I, I don't guess. like most of the bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's true. I've it's become... Like, Am I going to get mad about who wins the Super Bowl later today? No, yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've become a lot more uh, amenable and ambivalent about experiencing media I don't like. <laughs> like It's called yeah. getting old, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, I don't really like that band. That's fine, though. Yeah, Doesn't make me mad to hear their music. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... We we should get into the show. It's yes. been forty minutes. Yeah, it's been. Yep, Louisa, what have you been doing in the past month? Has it been a month <laughs> since we recorded? Almost. I can never remember, so I always pick something that I've done just recently. So just yep. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go back a few days. <clears throat> I was making cookie dough in my KitchenAid kitchen mm-hmm. mixer, which I love. Love that machine very much. And one of the um. The beater wasn't fully attached, which I didn't realize when I started mixing. So it fell off its little spindle. That was totally my fault. But as it fell into the bowl, it hit against the spindle enough that something went wrong. Oh, no. Yeah. So it wasn't mixing the dough anymore. It would still turn on, but it would, like, start to mix the dough and then immediately stop with any resistance. (sighs) So very irritating. Had to mix the rest of that dough by hand like it's the 1800s. And then since then... I've been avoiding dealing with it. 
Because what am I going to do? I don't know. But I have to do something. I have to get this fixed. I don't want to live without it. Can you you fix it? Well, my first thought was, yes, absolutely, I'm going to do that. Because if I take it to a repair shop, what is that going to be, like $100? No, thank you. Also, where are you going to find a repair shop? (laughs) They do actually have them for KitchenAids because it's such a, like, ubiquitous and solidly built machine. Yeah. But that's last resort, obviously. So I take my KitchenAid apart using a YouTube video. And I find there is a gear in there that's all fucked up now because of what I did. So I only need to replace that gear, which was $12 online. Great. All this is wonderful. It was easy to take apart. It it did require some tools. You had to use like an awl and a hammer at some points to knock out some pins. That was irritating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You had to unscrew a bunch of screws, all that sort of thing. Unclip clips. Fine. So I got it all taken apart. Found you out have an all. I'm sorry. I want to. Ah, I don't. In. I don't. But I have some clay, uh, ceramic clay working picks, which are the right shape. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so. I I have considered buying an all. I don't know a hundred times when I'm at the hardware store, but I'm always like, I've got sticks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a stick, right? <laughs> you don't need. I should all say that. all that. All yep. that. Yep, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Like an all, yeah. This is oh, the, oh, oh, this is the, the print ad pun for from the all council telling you you don't need to buy it all. <laughs> I really thought you were trying to. I, maybe you were referencing that Nickelodeon sketch comedy <laughs> show called All That, which I've never watched. So it's like, is this referencing something I don't get? Yeah. <clears throat> is that Keenan and Kel came from there? Yeah, yes. I think so. Was there a Good Burger sketch on that show, or was Good Burger a separate I think thing? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Or maybe they had their own show as a spinoff, like... Their show the was just a sitcom, people from though. All that. Oh. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. the Good Burger, I'm pretty sure, was an All That sketch and then a movie. <clears throat> Two movies, Jeff. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, sorry. They're, they made an additional movie recently. Oh, yes. man. That's depressing. It's depressing. No, it's good. It's good for what's his face, Kel Mitchell. It's good for Kel. Yeah, Wait, okay. yeah. Sorry, he yes. hasn't done anything since Kel being Mitchell. in a Pepsi commercial like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> was that before or after Mystery Men? Mystery Men was nineteen ninety eight. Matt. Yeah. Oh God. That was about twenty years ago. It was a little more than twenty years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. The nineties were twenty years ago. Closer to thirty years ago now. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> 98 is 25, uh, six years ago. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's Don't closer to 30 than it is to 20, Matt. <laughs> Whatever. It's in the 20s block in my memory, yep. is the point. Yeah. The unstoppable, grueling, cruel march of time continues forward. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Louisa, sorry, continue. I don't so, even remember why we started talking about uh, all that. Yes, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. So I took this thing apart. I found a gear which was clearly damaged. The most satisfying um, problem to find in a machine. There's a piece that's obviously broken. Feels great. Yeah. Yep. Pop that thing out. Ordered a new one online. I was able to get it uh, shipped for free overnight. Like, fucking perfect. I will finish this thing Saturday. After I do my Saturday cleaning, I will clear all the old grease out of this machine. Now, you would not believe how much thick, like, Vaseline textured grease is jammed all over the gears in this thing. It's absolutely yeah. disgusting. 
And apparently- I found out when I began repairing machines for people that a lot of, of companies, when they are putting together mechanical objects that need to be lubricated, and they know that people aren't going to want to swap out the grease, they will just put, they will just fill the ca- every cavity with yeah. grease. Yeah. They just put mm-hmm. as much grease as can fit in the thing <laughs> so that it'll just never run out of grease. Yep. That's pretty much what I had here. So the gearbox of the thing <clears throat> was filled with, I would say, probably like one of those little uh, drugstore shelf uh, jars of Vaseline, like a full one of those of this grease, yep. this food safe grease, which was all extremely dark brown, like Marmite now, because it had been in there for 15 years, because... Uh, I found out in this process, KitchenAid recommends you dismantle and regrease your machine every year, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, no one's nobody doing that. Knows that. Uh, <clears throat> how'd the grease taste? Uh, it smelled very bad. It smelled like car grease. You didn't taste it? No, it was. Come on. It was that feeling on your fingers, which is not only greasy, but also incredibly sticky. Do you worry that if you had tasted it, it would have turned you into a cool biker chick whom John Travolta would fall in love with? Is that what Sandy did in uh, Greece? Yes, she I mean, ate we don't some see of that grease. That's why grease, it's called grease. Surely that's implied. Uh, well, you yeah. have a point there, I suppose. <laughs> grease is the word. That's <laughs> well, true. You know? uh, it might give me some kind of new and exciting kind of cancer. That's what they always say oh. about machine grease, right? <clears throat> I don't think anyone says that about machine grease, but fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, not new and exciting, but cancer for sure. Yes. Not me. So you I'm fix immune. Some KitchenAid and it's done and everything's perfect now. Aha! No, it's not. Oh. So I have everything disassembled and I clear out all the old grease and they recommend that you don't try to wash any of the parts, which would be fine because all the gearbox stuff totally disconnected from the electronic stuff. I set that aside. <clears throat> But they recommend you don't wash it. You just scrape out the grease with like a flathead screwdriver, which I did. And then use paper towels and just wipe off as much as you can. So I did that. Mm-hmm. Everything's ready. The grease that was also supposed to be shipped to arrive on Saturday, at the end of the day yesterday, told me that it won't be arriving till the 13th. So my entire kitchen counter is covered with little parts of the KitchenAid. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. pissed off about that. Because I'm so close to being done. Yeah, that's annoying. But, but you're going to have a, <clears throat> an extremely greasy Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what everyone could hope for, right? Yeah. Having, <laughs> I'm imagining now, like, those Valentines that you would give away when you were a kid that yep. came with a box of candy or whatever. Except it's a box of Crisco and it says have a greasy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I thought you meant one of those hand-painted cards with like a KitchenAid with a big happy face on it. And it says, wishing you a greasy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Be my greasy Valentine, it says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of this, very exciting. I love the process of fixing a small appliance because unlike... You know, if there's something wrong with your refrigerator, you kind of need to turn the breaker off if you're going to work on that to be safe. Just unplug it. Yeah. Well, yes, if you're going to move the the fridge, yes. But you see what I'm saying? It's a whole process. A small appliance, super easy. Just make sure it's not plugged in. Unlike with computers, when they can still fuck you up because they have a charge inside, secretly, those bastards. (laughs) The KitchenAid. (laughs) Huh? 
You just have to give it time to discharge. You yeah. know? It's not like it's got a secret battery. That's It's not hiding drugs from you. Well, no, the point it does is, have the secret you... pain battery. Have you never experienced this? <laughs> mm, so spicy. Yeah. But the point is, it's, when it's you... A, it's natural defense mechanism. <laughs> when you unplug a KitchenAid, you know it cannot shock you. There's no possible way. So that feels good. <clears throat> and then... Finding out there's something wrong, fixing the thing that's wrong, that feels great. So I still have to put it all back together, but I'm very excited about this, and it only costs me 20 bucks. Are you excited about the moment when you put it all back together, and then it doesn't turn on, and then you have to take it all back apart again and realize, oh shit, I forgot to do this one thing? Uh, Probably. That's what happened when I put new cases on my Joy-Cons. I'm like, oh shit, these buttons don't work. Oh shit, I didn't put the pads in for the buttons. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That happens to me. Every time I fix something. <laughs> yep. I always put it all back together and I'm like, here we go, and then fire it up and nothing happens. I'm like, yeah. oh wait, I forgot that I need to put the battery back in or whatever. Last time but I what took apart for me. Mm-hmm. Last time I took apart an electronic device, I put all the screws in a little cup, and then when I put it all back together, the cup was empty and I was still missing screws somehow. No! Oh no. It happens. Uh, that's the thing that always goes where... missing for me. Yeah. Is it possible, did you have two identical cups, <laughs> one that had your coffee in it, and one that had all the screws in it, yeah. and you took a sip out of the screws cup? Look, 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 I drank all the screws, that's what happened. Yep. Yeah, now you're the <laughs> Oh robot. no, I've been reassembling my electronic device with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> What's irritating with small appliances um, sometimes, or like especially electronics, is sometimes there are screw holes that they don't use. So when you're trying to put screws back in, you're like, here's a screw hole that a screw will go into. No, it's a decoy. That was a decoy screw hole. The best advice I've ever gotten, which I almost never take, but which I should remember, is as soon as you get the case off of whatever you're trying to fix, take a picture of it on your phone, and then at the end look and see if it matches the picture. Yep. And if it doesn't, uh, then... go take a long walk. Think about your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't, dump it in the <laughs> garbage and buy a new one, you idiot. <laughs> uh, the nice thing about KitchenAid being so ubiquitous is there are many YouTube videos, so when I took mine apart, every time they're like, okay, so now remove the gear shaft. I would pause the video and do that, and then follow on to the next step, so it was all very easy. And I'm yep. hoping it will be as easy to put it back together once I have that grease. But I feel very accomplished anyway, so that's nice. Jeff, what have you been doing? Um, not much. I have been... Uh, I just started reading a, uh, a book <laughs> I got for not this past Christmas, but the one before that. Um, called okay. <laughs> The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity. Um... I'm finding it very interesting because it's uh, it's asking the question, why do we frame history like human history the way we do? Why don't we frame it uh-huh. in a different way? Where does the origin of how we think about history come from? Um, so it's going into like not just trying to answer the question of uh, the like longstanding uh, kind of enlightenment to now question of uh, where does human, where does uh, social inequality come from? But to answer the question of why did they think to ask that when they did? Is that the right question okay. to be asking? <clears throat> and it's getting into all these really interesting ideas of like 
a lot of these Enlightenment guys uh, attributed their ideas to, like, indigenous Americans or, like, uh, travel in Asia and picking things up from, like, uh, Chinese thinkers. And it's just been, like, kind of taken for granted that they only did that to distance themselves from the ideas so they wouldn't be uh, punished by the king. Um but this book is like, well, we're going to actually follow through and see uh, and go like take them at their word that they did actually take these ideas uh, and get them from other people. And we're going to go follow up with that and see what that looks like. Um, it's genuinely wild to me how much of quote unquote history from that time period is provably just made up in the moment. Yeah. 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 It's very. It's I was just. I was just listening to a Stuff You Miss in History class about a woman from that time, and it was like, then she decided she wanted to be Spanish, so she started introducing herself as, like, Maricita Mar instead. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just accepted it? Now she's suddenly this famous exotic dancer from Spain, when she was just from, you know, Kent before? Yeah, it's fine. They hadn't invented yeah. nationalism yet. What? It's not fine, it's not fine. <laughs> that was maybe the most nationalistic time in history. No, no. There are so many nations. It 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 starts to crop up there, but really once it, it gets going, once like Russia, Germany, and Italy consolidate into proper nations. Hmm. Uh, that was in the sixteen hundreds, wasn't it? No, Italy I don't think was a country until like eighteen fifty. Oh. Germany was the Holy Roman Empire until uh, the late 1800s also. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. It's really wild how, like, recent uh, inventions such as Germany are. Yep. Uh, but anyway. Also, I've heard that you're supposed to re-grease your Germany every year. Oh, no. Yeah, but nobody does that. Nobody does it. <laughs> that's, why the, that's why mine keeps smoking and puttering. Yeah. I mean, really, the only area that we regularly grease is the Mediterranean. Am I right, you guys? Hey! hey. Uh, are yeah. you saying Mediterranean people are greasy, or are you talking about the country Greece? The country Greece, Jeff, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I don't know. The word, you do hate those Mediterraneans. <laughs> <sighs> I don't, listener. <laughs> I don't hate people from a specific region of the world. Yeah, that's fair. What yeah, we that sounds about? like what someone who hates people from a specific region of the world would say. No, I not these days. I hate people that are in the specific region of near me. Yeah, yeah the Italians bad. who are always uh, making cannolis in the bakeries instead of baked goods. I, I mean, know. that is true. That is infuriating. <laughs> and then they're like, why would you want anything else in a bakery? Because I hate cannolis. Cannolis are terrible. <laughs> a good cannoli, though, is pretty, it's pretty good. No, Jeff, this is your South Jersey history. <laughs> brainwashing you into thinking cannolis are good. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> they're so gross. It's gotta you be got like, like oh, do you want an egg roll that's full of shitty cream cheese? <laughs> Here you go. It's gotta be mascarpone and, like, powdered sugar. But a lot of people will just use, like, cream cheese or whipped cream, and that sucks. It it all sucks. <laughs> the the <laughs> cookie part is bad. It's, bad. it's just... Ugh, wow, so I can't believe this is it. This is what finally divides us irreparably. Yep. <laughs> um, this is the first time we've ever disagreed on an opinion about something. <laughs> yep. I think to, to be truly divided on this podcast, we need an opinion where each of us thinks we're 
diametrically opposed to both of the other opinions, and I don't know if we've yes. ever gotten there yet. No, I don't know how we could, but yeah. I'm excited to find out. Yeah. We will find it eventually. <laughs> That's when we can stop doing the show. Yeah. Starter Pokemon? I'm trying to think of what has three that are opposed to one another. Hmm. But everyone loves the blue Pokemon in, in starter sets. No. I've probably taken more fire starters, though, I think. Yeah, probably. Me too. That's always the, the ironically, the, the cool one. The blue <laughs> one is always the cutest one, though. That's not That's what I'm looking for. That's often true. Yeah, Jeff likes pure stats, but I like to have a well-rounded team because I'm not going to learn any stats, so I need to be good enough. So mm-hmm. usually you don't get another good fire type early on. Yeah, I mean, that's also my thinking is I want the Pokemon that looks cool, and I'm not usually going to pick the water type because there's so many of them everywhere. But they're so cute. That little penguin guy. Ugh, yeah. so adorable. It's true. Piplup is cute. I will usually do whichever one is the bird one, because the bird ones tend to be the cutest ones. Also, although they often end up being very horny in their last evolution <laughs> in a way that I do not enjoy. I mean, that's true. Most of the starter Pokemon, isn't it? You're really crazy about Empoleon. Yeah, yeah, no, not Empoleon. I feel like the, the first generation starters just grew into, like, Lovecraftian monstrosities. Was there a bird in the most recent three starters? Yeah, Quaxley. Yeah. Oh, of course, Quaxley. Yeah. I was thinking of Sobble. I'm one generation back still. Oh, yeah, I guess there wasn't a bird. Was there a bird in that one? No, it was a monkey, a rabbit, and a turtle. A turtle, a frog. You know, what is a frog but a a naked turtle? Yeah. (laughs) Was he Gex? Was that the whole thing of him? Was he supposed to be Gex? He was James James Bond when he evolved, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, James Bond. Gex was a lizard James Bond. You can't... I don't remember Gex, okay. I think he was only a lizard James Bond for, like, one box art. I think that was the premise of the game. It's impossible to hmm. say, though, because no one's ever played a Gex game. It's true. <laughs> Nor does anyone know here. how many there are. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that monkey, though. That was a very anyway, good monkey. this book... This book yeah. sounds interesting, yeah, Jeff. Tell us the name of it again. Uh, it is called The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber and David Wengrow. Uh, nice. I'm not very far into it, but I do recommend it so far because it is. Uh, it starts with uh, Hobbes and Rousseau are idiots. I'm going to explain nice. to you why. That's good. <laughs> I like that. But I like that you're covering your ass, Jeff, in case there's some really racist stuff later in the book. You can be like, oh, I didn't get there yet. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> uh, there probably won't be based on the beginning, like <laughs> the things that the beginning takes a- as granted, but you never know. <laughs> this uh, is the problem with liking anything in the world is that you yeah. never know when it might end up being racist. Unfortunate. Uh, anyway, Matt, what have you been up to? I'll be quick. Uh, I've been getting into Minecraft again. It's Hell a really yes. nice little game to play when you just, when things are stressful at work, which they are for me right now, it's so nice to have a game that's just about, like, sorting blocks into yeah. <laughs> categories, basically. Oof, Minecraft is so fun, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, we need to start up a Minecraft server for our group of friends so that we can all build and knock down each other's houses. Listen, I love Dragon Quest Builders, which is just a a Minecraft ripoff. Yes. But Minecraft is so ugly, and I don't like that about it. It's... Have you ever played it? No. 
I think that I also think it's ugly, but it it grows on you. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I would be willing to try. I do like the concept. The core aesthetic is uh is a very sort of like cheesy, cheap looking thing, but like the lighting in the game and how far you can see stuff which is enabled by the fact that it's all made out of cheap-looking blocks, uh, is genuinely impressive. When you look up and you see that perfectly square sun setting, uh, it's really beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing is, I know it's procedurally generated the maps, right? Yes. That kind of freaks me out in a game and makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Is that weird? No, I get it. What about it? that like, no one cares about me. No one cares about me enjoying this game. It could just be whatever and fucking oh, it up yeah, for no, me. And I no like one that. will know. <laughs> I think that um, for me, like, rather than saying, oh, this world was built for me to enjoy, I think, oh, the rules that generated this world were built for me to enjoy. And then I try to learn about those rules. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I know that the higher up you get, the more likely you are to find iron ore, so it's more common in mountains and stuff like that. Like, yes, it's procedurally generated, but there are rules that make it make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I... Dragon Quest builders had that too, but then sometimes you'd go to an island, and you'd see there's a peninsula, and you can't see the map until you go places, so part of it was covered, and you're like, I'm gonna go check out that peninsula, and then there's nothing at the end of it, because it's not... No one made that for you to enjoy, so it's <laughs> it just felt bad. Yeah. Uh I I would be willing to bet that more uh games than we think of have partly procedurally generated maps. They just don't generate yeah. one for every save file. Like there's no yeah. way every asset in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom was placed there manually. There was probably some algorithm they came up with to generate most of the landscapes, but then after they generate it, it's set. Yes, I yeah. think that's probably true. It does make sense. Uh, anyway, we should all play Minecraft, but that's not terribly exciting for the audience. But I will say, last night, I watched for the first time... I've been on a kick of wanting to watch, like, goofy comedy movies. A goofy movie? A goofy movie? No, not... Well, it was a goofy movie, but it wasn't that one. Okay. Was it an extremely um, goofy movie? That movie? I... <laughs> It was extremely goofy. It was maybe one of the goofiest movies I've ever seen in my life, but it wasn't. It did not involve Max Keefe. Is that his name? Uh, George Keefe is Goofy's George old timey name. Son his is son Max is Max. Keefe. Yes, that's right. I think they're. I think uh, they've no, become Max. Involve... I think he's Max Goof. I think they retconned him. Oh. Well, whatever. Neither of those fellows are in this movie. I'm sorry. The movie I watched was Bringing Up Baby. Have you guys seen Bringing Up Baby? Uh, No, but uh, that's Audrey Hepburn, right? No, it is. um, Cary Grant? It is Cary Grant and uh, what's her name? Catherine Hepburn. (laughs) Hepburn, thank you. Yep. And there's a jungle cat of some kind, his baby, right? Yes, there's a leopard. The baby is is a leopard. Okay. It's very funny and that you couldn't remember Catherine Hepburn after, right after Louisa suggested it might be Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot that they shared a last name. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, th- so this movie, you are partially incorrect, Louisa, in that it doesn't involve a leopard. There uh-huh. are two leopards in Damn! this movie. Damn! Whoa! It's not There's a good babies. leopard 
There's a good leopard and an evil leopard, and oh, guess shit. who gets mixed up with each other? Oh, man. It's That's like a Shakespeare fun. comedy. It is like a Shakespeare comedy. <laughs> it is so wild and goofy, and, like, Cary Grant plays a paleontologist <laughs> who is carrying around a package with a priceless dinosaur bone in it the whole movie. Uh, Matt, you're thinking of Alan Grant, not Cary Grant. Oh, yes, mm. sorry, yes. Okay. He that hates kids. Sense. He talks about that how a dinosaur would rip that kid apart in the beginning. Yep. yep, he cries when he touches a brontosaurus or whatever. <laughs> Pretends to be electrocuted <laughs> by that fence right before a child gets electrocuted by that fence. Yeah, and we all just pretend like it's okay. Yep. Uh, I can't believe anyway. I said electrocuted again. That means you're killed. <laughs> um. Anyway, bringing up baby is genuinely very fun and so dumb. Okay. Uh, so if you like old movies, this is from the 30s, and it's very good, and, like, Catherine Hepburn really sells her character, even though her character is so fucking unhinged, where she just, she steals Cary Grant's car by accident at the beginning of the movie, and then she's like, even though he has a fiancé, I'm in love with him, and I'm going to ruin his life until he marries me. Yeah, and then that's the whole movie. That's it's her just good. ruining his life until he falls in love with her. Excellent. Yeah, that's classic old movie stuff. Isn't it's it? good. It's a good. It's a good formula, you guys. All right. At one point, I was like, if this, if the genders of these two characters were reversed, this would be a horrible crime drama. This would be the movie Say Anything, starring. Uh... <laughs> It would John be the movie Say Anything if after he held up a boombox at her front lawn, he let a tiger into her house. <laughs> yeah, you gotta introduce the old drama, raise the stakes. Yeah. Yep. So, what do we do on this show? Mm. Well, chat about the news. We go to the latest news stories that are algorithm- algorithmically, procedurally generated for us to enjoy. Uh, and then we talk about some of those things, so you guys know what we think about the latest news. And uh, today I have an article that is extremely timely for the day we're recording this, so two days, three days ago for you, the listener. Um, the title of this this article on Space.com Ooh. is Cosmic Super Bowl? The Milky Way's black hole is shaping space-time into a football. <laughs> What? So the, <laughs> the conceit of this article is, I mean, the there is a black hole in the Sagittarius cluster uh, that is sucking space into it, and it's making a an elliptical shape like a football would be. First of all, it's not shaped that much like a football. Second of all, this article is clearly being like, look, I mean, literally it says, uh, the the subtitle is, it would appear that Sagittarius A is getting into the spirit of the Super Bowl, as if this isn't something that has been happening the entirety of human history up until now, and will continue to be happening until we are all dead. Oh, but, man. Are they... But I guess it's the Super Bowl, so... Are they showing off by using the word Super Bowl a lot, because they can, using the words... They're they're allowed to use those words because a lot of people aren't. I don't know why would they be allowed to when other people aren't. Yeah, I, don't I have think, no idea, but I guess they I don't pay think, for it. I don't think people actually aren't allowed to say Super Bowl. I think that is. Uh, I think you can get sued, but I think they only have to go after people that like are using it to make money. 
Yeah, like you can't uh you can't reference it in your TV show that's happening at the same time as the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that urban legend started cuz they sued some news organizations for talking about the Super Bowl, but they were talking about it way too much. I don't know. I don't think that they're going to go after space.com. The thing is, if it was fine, I feel like corporations would have started just saying it by now if they knew they wouldn't get in trouble. And everyone's still so careful. Just yesterday, the Roku screensaver, which has like a city street go by in the background, I saw that they changed it so they have something that looks like a football field and there's an image of a football and there's two helmets and they're both blank. And then there's stuff about Kansas City, but not the team. And there's stuff about San Francisco. There's like a Golden Gate Bridge. But everything about it, they've created it to so carefully not mention the NFL or the team names at all. Yeah. There must be a reason. Um, I, th- I mean, I think they just don't want to have to deal with the possibility of getting sued. It's it's fair <sighs> it's use if it's, if it's uh, not for profit. And Matt, you're reading a news article. Uh-huh. Which would- would be arguably a uh, an informative piece, so it would be okay to say Super Bowl. Anyway, it's very stupid I, and bad. I want to talk about the fact that this this upcoming year, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is is presumably releasing their sixth edition book. Uh huh. Um, they that has been hinted at heavily, and it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I believe I believe the, the announcement leaked. <laughs> The day that the 6th edition book comes out, if I go to the grocery store and I'm buying a bunch of snacks so that I can enjoy reading my Dungeons and Dragons book, and I see some fat asshole walking around with a big old tub of cheese, and I was to go up to him and be like, hey, hey, stock it up for the big day, huh? He would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And yet, I went to the grocery store yesterday and like, Eight people were like, aha, getting ready for the big day, huh? Fuck off! I don't give a shit about your stupid hobby. I don't expect you to give a shit about mine. Matt, I have- What the fuck? Who gives a shit about fucking football? Fuck you! I have bad so news for you. you were the fat you. asshole with a tub of cheese, is what yeah. you're saying. Yes, that's me! I'm <laughs> yeah. the fat asshole! Yeah. <laughs> I have bad news for you, Matt. The Super Bowl is significantly more popular than the launch of a Dungeons & Dragons book. Here's what I'm saying. It's only that popular because we force it on people. Yeah. That's true. People will insist that you have an opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't. Why would I? give a shit. (laughs) And, listen, they're, like, the most common category types on Jeopardy, I think it's, like, geography and science are first and second. But in the top ten are sports and the Bible. And here's what I'm saying. If if one of the most common categories on Jeopardy was video games, people would be mad. <laughs> but more people play video games than watch watch sports. I'm certain of this. Uh, I don't know how many people watch the Super Bowl. Again, only because it's shoved down our goddamn throats. Like at some point in history, men were like, "Well, I don't want to have to be emotionally vulnerable." So. What's something that we can all just agree this is the thing we're going to talk about when we don't know what to say? And they decided on sports, and ever since then, we have been, like, choking to death on sports being quote-unquote important, even though it's dumb and doesn't make it doesn't mean anything! 
I don't know. It is exactly as dumb as video games. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's important, but I am saying that, like, a hundred million people watch the Super Bowl every year, and that means that it's more popular than Tetris of all time. I I don't feel like that can be true, because only Americans care about the Super Bowl, for one thing. Yeah, Tetris has sold a hundred million copies, that's it. People all over the world should join all over the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, and start it. a love train. Uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl is almost as popular as Grand Theft Auto V and about half as popular as Minecraft. But every other, it has, it gets outviewed each year by, uh, it outviews each year the sales of any other video game. Part of this is, though, how many people watch the Super Bowl begrudgingly? Because I do. Whenever I watch it, I'm watching it because everyone else is like, let's have a party. Yeah, you just want to eat some of that buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> yeah, that buffalo chicken dip is good. I wonder if they but count also, it by television. I just think I just think it's wild that I'm not saying that it's not popular. I'm saying that it is forced to be popular by people who think it's extremely important even though it's not at all, and no one gives a shit. A hundred million like, customers it, can't be like, wrong. My original, my original premise stands that I think that Dungeons and Dragons is more important than football, and my opinion in this is valid. And yet, society were like, "Well, it's normal and okay for people to dress head to toe, head to toe in football-related stuff, and talk only about football." And we're going to pretend that that doesn't mean that they are severely psychologically impaired, socially impaired. <laughs> but they are, because no one fucking cares. Ugh. Um, it just makes me so mad. A related note, I find it very funny to talk about a video game coming out as if it's as important to a coworker mm-hmm. who has talked to me excitedly about the Phillies, who I do not give a fuck about. If I turn it around on them, I'm like, God, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be so good. Like, to see their interest drain away, it's very satisfying to me. And yet they never learn that that means <laughs> I that know they, they don't fucking stop. But at least when they talk to me about the Phillies, I can talk to them about some bullshit that they don't care about. I'm doing my part because I'm teaching the teenagers about Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Arguably the true deep nerds, uh... Dungeons and Dragons being a second oh, no, edition of a spin-off kids, of Jeff. the third edition. Um, Speaking yeah, of popular wanna... things, you need to teach them the most popular version that they're going to know about from other people and not get trapped into this weird side version. I work at an engineering high school. If a kid approaches me and says, <laughs> yes. say, hey, can we play Dungeons and Dragons at gaming club? I'm going all in. Which means... I'm going to bring them by going all in. You mean making them play a different game? (laughs) Uh, I brought in my, like, one, fifth edition. I play two different campaigns at home, and I don't have to lug books. Boop, beep, boop. Lug books back Uh and forth. Uh, Pathfinder is all in one book, so I could just bring that to school and leave it there. Uh, Also, I think that the action economy is a little nicer. It's a little neater. I, yeah, I think Pathfinder maybe is a better rule set than Dungeons and Dragons, but Dungeons and Dragons is the one that everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to me, it is uh, the like 
I, I, the kids asked, and I was like, this, I kind of briefly explained them, like, this is the same, uh, set of rules. It is just a different brand name. It still has goblins and elves and stuff. And that was all of the, uh, they, they have not pushed back. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, if they haven't played before, they probably don't know enough to know what's going on anyway, the differences and all. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. The upshot of this is fucking even space.com is trying to be like, hey, care about space. It's like the Super Bowl, even though it's nothing like the Super Bowl. And I hate I hate how much people assume that the Super Bowl is important to everyone. Yes. Counterpoint. I like that this time of year you get a lot of try this dish for the Super Bowl recipes. And they're all the most amazing melted Mm. cheese pizza rolls. Ugh, it's all just garbage. It looks amazing and delicious. You gotta be careful that I you don't do melt like your cheese pizzas. I like how many cookie cakes there are. I do like how many cookie cakes yes. there are floating around in the world at Super Bowl time. That is a good thing. Why are they floating? I saw one at the store. I saw one at the store yesterday that said, I heart you and football, and it made me so <laughs> furious. <laughs> Pretty good. How come the, the... Here's a bad thing about the Super Bowl. Here's another one. It used to be in January, always, I remember. I'm old enough. Now, it's the same week as Mardi Gras and Valentine's Day. This is bullshit. This is too many things. Yeah, apparently they pushed back the season in some way so that it's a little later. It used to be the last week of January or the first week of February, and now it's like middle February. Yeah, there's too many holidays this week. Too many bullshit holidays that have delicious foods that I want to be part of. Yes, I mean, I literally don't think I'm going to do anything. The only thing I'm doing to celebrate the Super Bowl is not going out because people are going to be awful. Yeah. Mm, smart. Yep. Um, I've got a news article. All right, anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, total solar eclipse will be visible to millions. What to know about safety, Ooh. comma, festivities. Uh, this is happening. I don't know what to know about festivities. Yeah, this is happening on my mother's fifty-eighth birthday. Um, Ooh, and I believe happy birthday, Penny. Yep, that's her name. Wow. Uh, I believe it will be visible yes. from where my parents live now too. So that's exciting. Nice. Because um, they move, amazing. Oh, they move way up a, far north. Um, eclipse that we get to see. Yeah. yeah, I think we. I think I might be right at the bottom edge but it's always like amazing solar eclipse only in australia and now there's one here i remember last time there was a solar eclipse that we could partly see that people were talking yeah, about well the next one's exciting. in 2024 and here's where it'll pass and i was like yes yeah and i was like we're all gonna be dead by that <laughs> yeah. surely <laughs> yeah oh god Somehow that was not. seven years ago chilling <laughs> oh man yes that was pretty exciting because during the time, it lasted quite a few minutes. And during the time of its peak, the sunlight outside, there were no clouds where I was. The sunlight outside mm-hmm. was like gray. It looked wrong. It felt very weird. Yeah. Yeah, but you magical. were able to use that to convince the king to stay your execution because of your <laughs> magical powers. Yeah, I am tinted. <laughs> we need to keep yeah. that in mind. Uh, that I really. Do that? That I don't remember asterisk. who did that, but. <laughs> It's one of those things that I feel like is just a a touchstone without anyone knowing what it's actually from. Yeah. I forget. I was looking. I remember during that eclipse, I something I had cast that would normally cast circular shadows was casting eclipse shaped shadows, which was very fun. 
Oh, yes. Um, that's like how that thing works where you are like, uh, you make a hole in a sheet and then hold it above the uh, a camera uh, obscura? Hole in a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just found out what a camera obscura was, uh, aside from that band. Um, and man, that's yeah. crazy. Our eyes are that. Our yeah, eyes are cam- cameras obscura. Yeah. I mean, most cameras are kind of that, too. Yeah, you know, our, cam- our eyes work how glass- cameras work. Yeah, before people had glass lenses to make, In their eyes. To make glasses, uh, they were able to give people who were nearsighted, yeah, nearsighted, um, some improved vision by having opaque uh, cards that went over your eyes that had little tiny holes in them because it helps your eyes focus. Magical. I love that. I love that. Um, anyway, we're going to be getting this eclipse on April Yay! 8th. Please enjoy. Uh, don't look directly at it unless you are the president of the United States or friends with him. Okay. Or a former president of the United States. They're all bad, right? I assume that all former presidents are friends with the current and other former presidents. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Louisa, what's your news? I've got a uh, BuzzFeed article that is shamelessly cribbing from other places online. So they have cribbed this time from r slash cooking in the subreddit about cooking to the here's the here's the headline this is what it's, this is about i didn't realize it was weird people are sharing the meals they used to eat that they found out weren't normal when they got older which is very fun <clears throat> so yeah, although these always are bullshit right <laughs> uh these because it's people sharing their stories these all seem to be real things people ate and some of them are very weird so that's pretty good i'll believe anything with uh our dear friend chris and his uh classic recipe long cheesies the worst thing i've ever heard <laughs> don't talk about it any more than this i won't if you want to know listener you have to find chris and ask and him. befriend him <laughs> yes uh so there's 24 items on this list. Number one is ketchup and fried bologna sandwiches. Sounds pretty gross. It doesn't sound it that gross. outrageous, but it doesn't sound like I would want to eat it also. Yeah. I, this is what I mean when I say it's bullshit, though. Like, no one has ever put lunch meat in a skillet and been like, this is normal. I think you people know do. it's weird. You knew, You always knew it no, was No, fried bologna, I is, fried bologna yeah. is common. But the thing is, I think you eat, like this person said, sometimes they would have it with just the ketchup as a sandwich. I feel like you eat that as a kid, and then when you grow up, you're like, yeah, everyone, ketchup sandwiches, right? And then no one else knows what you're talking about, and you're like, oh, shit. I I don't know. I, uh... If anyone's gonna make you feel weird for doing things differently, it's other kids. Yeah, that's true. You, You learned about this before... The fact that your parents wouldn't let you take your fried bologna and ketchup sandwiches <laughs> to school should have been a red flag. I um, uh, probably true. I like. I don't. I don't like like normal bologna, but I've had the like Lebanon, Pennsylvania, the like Amish bologna, and uh-huh. that fries up really good. But that's more like a sausage than it is like a bologna. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like a summer sausage almost. Uh huh. I'm sick and tired of your bologna. Mm. Get him. Mm. Get his ass. My bologna? 
Oh no. <laughs> that is the best scene in that Weird Al movie though. <laughs> that whole good. movie is I can't believe Incredible. that they still make music biopics after how brutally they were dissected <laughs> in that one. <laughs> I, Jen and I still to this day, we go to a lot of museums and museums often have like little scenes set up with, um, you know, mannequins doing the jobs that people would do in whatever historical period it is. Mm -hmm. And we refer to those as hey boys now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What a good joke. (laughs) What an incredible joke that is of that movie. Yep. I think my, oh, it's um... just a hey boy. <laughs> They're so upset. I love it. <laughs> the fact that it's just, like, in addition to this obviously being, like, an alternate universe history of Weird Al, the fact that in this universe also everyone knows what a hey boy is. <laughs> yeah. It's common. Yeah. Uh, it's made me, when I go to the movies, I'll see the trailer for that upcoming biopic about Bob Marley, and... It's just, there's so many moments in it where, like, someone will be like, oh, yeah, you know, Bob, that's just one love. And he's like, oh, I like the sound of that. And I'm just just like, we're still doing movies like this? I thought we were done. (laughs) Oh, you say you shot the sheriff. Interesting. I bet there's more to that story. (laughs) Yeah, the the scene where... Weird Al's mom is like, I'm fat, I know it. And Weird Al's like, shut up, I have an idea for a different song. <laughs> oh, man. It was it's a very so good, good movie. I've seen it twice now, and I think I'll probably end up watching it more times. It's very good. Yeah, I've watched it three times, and I still, every time I think of it, I'm like, I should watch that again. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so would you eat this one, though? Eggo waffle with a melted slice of American cheese on top. No, but I have heard of this, and it sucks. If you put a sausage patty on that, I'd eat it. If you put a sausage patty on that and sold it to me at McDonald's, I would eat it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here's one- I mean, that's basically all it is. It's just a a waffle sandwich without the- Yeah, the the waffle has to be really good, though, is the problem. And McDonald's has figured it out, whereas Eggo, not so much. Eh, eh, I don't think that- I have not felt that the waffles at McDonald's are significantly better quality than freezer waffles. We keep saying waffles, but they're yeah, little like pancakes, they're yeah. little squishy pancake buns. But the fact yeah. that they got those those melted syrup nuggets in there, genius. Yeah, perfect. The geniuses at McDonald's. Mm. Uh, here's one that sounds like a uh, gastropub food, and this person is full of shit about it because they said their weird food is uh, leftover Thanksgiving meal is turkey with gravy over waffles. Delicious, okay. but when I got to high school slash college, people told me it sounded gross and weird. No, like I said, you could go to a gastropub and get turkey and gravy over waffles. Absolutely. In fairness, yeah. it does sound gross and weird. It hmm. does, but it doesn't sound grosser and weirder than other normal foods to me. Yeah. Like, to the point where, the thing that I don't, I if they said I told my friends about this and they thought it was gross and weird, I would believe it, but the fact that they said it, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, skipping over slicing up hot dogs and putting them in everything, because everyone did that. Yeah, common. Uh, here's one. Interesting. Common did that? Mm-hmm. He invented it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why he's rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the common man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. 
Here's one that sounds like Guy Fieri would do it, and it is shepherd's pie, but instead of mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Do you still use lamb, or is it with beef? Good question. Probably beef. I'm guessing. None of, In which none case, of this I is think provided. it's just a cottage pie, not a shepherd's pie. <sighs> Can it still be called a cottage pie if it's fucking mac and cheese instead of mashed yeah. potatoes, <laughs> then, it's, then it's like macaroni casserole. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just... Is it, aren't we just exactly describing Hamburger Helper? Yeah, pretty much. Hamburger Helper yeah. with more steps. Yeah, like layered Hamburger Helper. <laughs> I want my hamburger helper to be in distinct strata. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. You go to a Super Bowl party and they're like, here you go, mac and cheese on top of ground beef and vegetables. It's shepherd's pie. Do you eat it? I would eat it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would try Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No question. <clears throat> that being said, I find that a lot of people make their uh, ground beef in a way that I find disgusting. So I will probably only have a small piece. Yeah, they chew it up in their mouths to grind it. Gross. It's just you gotta cook it the right way, because otherwise you get those weird chewy nodules, and that's not that's no good for anyone, right? Yeah, mm. it's true. Honestly, I know I've said this before on the podcast, and it makes a lot of people angry. I still think ground turkey is superior to ground beef for no, some applications. No, it makes me for, angry for chili and uh, like tacos. I think it's quite good because it takes flavors well, yes. but nothing's gonna beat yes. a beef hamburger for me. Yes, although when I'm making hamburgers, I usually grind the beef myself because of the aforementioned nodules. Mm. Do you find an Englishman to grind his bones to make the bun for the burger? Mm. Yes. Okay, cool. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Classic American cheese. I don't like ground turkey. It tastes like it's got perfume in it. Interesting. Maybe it does. Perfume in it? No. Here's the thing. No, I'm not. And yet, it still tastes like perfume intriguing yeah. i would have thought yeah. for sure based on how it tasted that you were putting perfume <coughs> in it. oh you know what it is i've heard that most perfumes have a base that's made of the wax that comes out of a turkey's stomach yes. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> yeah but they spit it up naturally it's not cruel to the turkeys yeah exactly yeah. you just have to find a big negative <laughs> turkey green. yeah they have to they have to get rid of it like they have to expel yeah. it otherwise oh they get God. sick it's actually the same <laughs> substance they used to grease louise's kitchen yeah <laughs> yep. oh, that's good stuff mm, delicious turkey what, what can't they give us, those turkeys? It's true. I uh, hear that red dye is made from turkey uh, anal glands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And artificial vanilla flavor. Yep. I heard that the originally proposed national bird of the United States was the KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> yeah, remix. Let's just do remixes of all the jokes. <laughs> just switch yeah. the words around like ChatGPT. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, we're our own AI now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Alright. Is this what people mean when they say you can't tell if we live in a simulation or not? Yes. So maybe we're the AI. Oh man, that's trippy. Here's one I would not eat, I don't think. Grape jelly on a grilled cheese. I've had that. I would try it's it depending bad. on the cheese, but I probably wouldn't like it's it. Like a- well, there's it's an got- ad here, because this person says my grandmother always did this, and I like to do it too. Apparently not not something people normally do, but there is an ad for Velveeta and Kraft grape jelly from like the 60s. Hmm. So they did well, promote the idea. This is just a Monte Cristo without the ham, right? Yeah. First of all, the jelly's wrong. It should be raspberry. And you want that because it's 
It's more sour. Grape is too I, sweet. I do understand that, but jelly on a fried cheese sandwich is is an accepted thing. Yeah. We all agreed to do this. I okay, think, but I, I guess I have a problem with Velveeta plus grape jelly. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, no, it's got to be like a nice Fontina cheese or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want some Gruyere? You want some raspberry jelly? You want some turkey in there or ham? But now you're just arguing. Like now you're just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. You're already. We're all dying of this gre- this greasy sandwich. <laughs> I would I'm not try craft singles with, with grape of jelly. A Velveeta and grape jelly sandwich. No, I would try. I it. understand that, but I. If you're just talking about the concept of a grilled cheese sandwich with jelly on it, there is a version of that that I think could be. <sighs> I guess that's true. It's like a uh, sharp cheddar this- and orange marmalade. Maybe not the marmalade. Apple but jelly. I think- apple jelly with sharp cheddar. Okay. Uh, apple jelly is gross, though. <laughs> I like it. What if it's I pepper think- jelly, which is actually just apple jelly, but it's got some hot peppers in it? I think. Sh- I think that sharp cheddar and like cranberry jelly could be good. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I want to point out this ad names this dish the Jelly Grill, so everyone please call it a Jelly Grill if you make one. And also please refer to me as Jelly Grills from now on. Because <laughs> you got jelly. those gummy teeth. Jelly <laughs> Grill. <laughs> true. God. Jelly Grill could be a good name for like a jazz musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The classic, the that classic <laughs> okay. Delta bu- blues musician Jelly Grill. Yeah. Right. Je- jelly Grill Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, I think that sounds gross. Nah. You're on the same page as me. Yeah, we're all we're on all the trolley. Agreeing. Yeah. Uh, somebody puts sugar on top of their mac and cheese. That sounds no! disgusting. Yeah. There's already so much sugar in there. Yeah, that's the thing. But they put brown sugar on it. Horrible. Oh, wait. Brown sugar. Hold on. I feel <laughs> Wait, like somebody ran. No. Somebody's mom ran out of breadcrumbs while they were making a a baked mac and cheese. <laughs> I bet brown sugar on mac and cheese could be good. Maybe somebody's dad. That maybe maybe that's a dad move of like I don't know what goes on top there. I got brown sugar. <laughs> I made this streusel the other day. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Uh, some of these are too normal, but I like the wording on this one. Sliced pickle and craft singles sandwiches. Did not ask for and did not want these, but got them in lunches regularly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds horrible. Sounds right. Oh, like on bread. I was thinking like you quarter the craft single and make a uh, little sandwich with a pickle in between two of the quarters. This sounds like a Great Depression meal. <laughs> yeah, it does. <clears throat> One of my favorite, uh, I and it was sort of a Great Depression for me, if you think about it, but when I worked <laughs> at McDonald's as a teenager, one of the snacks that we would all like to have would be uh, one of the round McNuggets, preferably, with a pickle slice uh, on each side of it. Oh, you huh. invented the uh, spicy chicken sandwich craze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I still can't believe they fucking make me ask for no pickles every time. No one wants pickles on their I fucking do. chicken sandwich. I do. I do. You're wrong. You're both wrong. No, you I'm are so wrong. glad that people started trying to Chick Fil A. It should be. <laughs> it, yeah. It's wild that it's the default. It's good. It's so good. There should be pickles on everything. Yeah. Oh, more so pickles. You guys are saying you agree with the chi- with Chick Fil A on all of their opinions. Yep. That's what I heard. <laughs> I like pickles so much that now I'm homophobic. <laughs> 
terrible. And now that's on record, Jeff. Why did yep. you say that? I apologize. That's why you both refers to work on Sundays. I apologize to the homosexual community, but pickles are good. <laughs> Cancel me. <laughs> no, I have not eaten at Chick-fil-A in like 10 to 15 years. Yeah. All the Chick-fil-A's around me are expanding. What does that mean? Yeah, Conservatives turned it into a culture busy. war thing? Yeah, I feel like it's like a cancer growing in Here's the, the problem. Area. Here's the problem, though. I don't go there for moral reasons, but their food is very good, and I feel like a lot of people are like, they're hate mongers, and also, their food is garbage, so you don't even need to think about going there. No, you're wrong. Their fast food is excellent, and that's the yeah. problem. No one else is filling that gap. Yeah, I, I think Popeye's is better. There, I said it. I yes, think Popeye's, Popeyes is good. I don't think their sandwich is better, though. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. The Popeyes near me is kind of out of the way, and their mm, customer service is abysmal. Anything you order will take them 20 minutes to get to you. Well, that now we are hyper local casting yeah. to Louise's yeah. area. But what I'm saying is <laughs> Popeyes is gen in general is very good. Better than Chick-fil-A in every way. The food, yes, but the experience and their is not same. Oh, so Louise is saying that their food is better, but their opinions, their opinions aren't as good yeah. as Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing. I have no idea what their opinions are. Maybe they're oh, terrible. God, that's the dream. Yeah, probably. To not know what a company's <laughs> beliefs are. God, I wish we could go back yeah, that to that. That's helpful. Uh, yeah. I think constantly about how angry I am that fucking Goya... Yeah. Came out in support of Donald Trump. Goya, I have to search so long to find black beans that aren't Goya canned black beans. Ugh. I have to do the, like, whenever I go to buy pasta, I'm like, which of the goddamn blue box brands is a weird chud? I guess I'll just oh, buy yeah. a different color of box because I yeah. don't remember the Italian word that is the name of this one. Yeah. <laughs> That does suck. I just buy store brands of everything, and God, I hope the stores are okay. They're probably not, but I don't no, know. Of course they're no, not. No, no, capitalism is rotten to the core. And finally, here's a weird dish that I don't think is weird at all, and it was in ads for decades, so this person is incorrect. Having milk to drink with spaghetti. Ew. Yeah. Lots of people do. Yeah. I don't think that's that weird. That was in, like, every movie in the 70s where people were eating spaghetti, the, the kids were drinking milk. Yeah, of course. I I think that's too specific, and it weirds me out <laughs> that it's that specific. <laughs> some people some people have um, problems with the acid in tomato sauce, and oh, milk see. is a good way to counteract it. Yep. Okay. And I love to drink milk with any meal, so it's fine. Yep. And that concludes our journey through strange foods, some stranger than others. Plus, you put you put cheese on your spaghetti, don't yeah, you? Yeah, what are you, some kind of hypocrite? That's just milk and salt, if you think about it. And time. I, <laughs> and time. Uh, I put time on there. To get. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've gone through a uh, sort of reevaluation of what I, like, why I don't like the foods I don't like, and uh -huh. I'm coming to realize that it's largely... Uh, matter of cowardice. Yeah, cowardice on my part. Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's proportions. Like, it's not that I can't stand tomato sauce. It's that I don't mm. want to eat a bowl of tomato sauce with some pasta incidentally underneath of it, which is a yes. classic American dish. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. That is very true of things like ice cream and cake. 
like that's too much too sweet but if you get the right kind of ice cream and a cake mm-hmm. that's not very sweet that's delicious yeah it's yeah. it's like uh beans too i thought i just didn't like most if not all beans it's just I don't want to eat a pile of mushy wet beans is the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> but you do love how they are a musical fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they make me uh, toot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what that's short for tutoring others on the ben- dietary benefits of beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always like, toot toot, here's the news report about beans. They're good. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you... Have you been trying peanut butter which i know is something you hate um no i haven't gone back to retry peanut butter but i've had things that like i i took a cookie that was a peanut butter cookie and was like ah damn there's a peanut butter cookie but i ate the whole thing i didn't i didn't love it but i wasn't like this is too much for me to handle i was just like i can handle eating this cookie i don't like very much Okay, you know what I bet good. will get you into this? Thai curries. How do you feel about Thai curries? Oh, see, that's good, because peanut butter's an ingredient there. Yeah, but if you start staging up the peanut butter, eventually you'll just be eating cold noodles with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I will. I think it's the, the proportionality. Here's uh, the thing. Cold noodles with a peanut butter and a lot of soy sauce and some garlic and ginger is pretty fucking good. It is good, yeah. Although I like to do it with natural peanut butter, not the sweet, sweetened one. That's no good. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> yeah, if I'm gonna get any, um, if I'm gonna get any peanut butter, it's gonna be like unsweetened as chunky as possible. Because I like peanuts. See, I don't like peanuts. The thing I don't like about oh. Thai food is when they sprinkle chopped peanuts on them. No, thank you. Interesting. I like everything. Okay, that's a real my body is a dumpster. <laughs> My body is a dumpster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Thank you. Yes, I will. Yep. <laughs> Get out your ukulele and record a Weird Al style parody of your body's a wonder. I want to make the put that at the end of the episode. Your body is a yeah. dumpster fire. That has the right number That's of syllables. Good. Yeah, but that doesn't convey the idea of that you can put anything in there. Your it body is a garbage can. There it is. Dumpster. <laughs> yeah, there it, it, is. it rhymes with Wonderland. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. You did it. You got it. In fact, you don't need to make any other changes to the song yep. now. <laughs> it's the same song, but you use the chorus. The hook goes, your body is a garbage can. <laughs> your body is a garbage can. I'll use my hands. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Awful. God. That... Rotten. That already gross line about a pink bubblegum tongue is even grosser now that I'm thinking about garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Has anyone done more to make sex disgusting than John Mayer? Dave uh, Matthews. No, I'm going to say no. Maybe Dave it's Matthews. True. That's why he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that something we did on air? I don't remember. Well. Anyway, Crash Into Me is... Uh, the important is thing gross. is to not explain it. Real horny song. Or Alright, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to... What's Jeff, that? stop! <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, Matt's ending the show. What are you talking about? Yeah, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. 
or you can join our Discord to talk to us. You just gotta uh, send one of us a message on social media, and then you can get in. You can find me on Blue Sky at Matt Heron. Um, I'm on Steam and Instagram, Jeff JK, and the I just remembered the song that is grossest about sex is "Semi Charmed Life" by Third Eye Blind. That is pretty gross. The song isn't about sex, though. The thing that's so gross about the Dave Matthews Band ones is that it's songs about sex that are gross. No, this song it, this <laughs> song has lyrics describing boring. sex that are they describe it gross. Yes, but it's mostly about crystal meth, to be fair, that song. Also, I feel like they are kind of trying to be gross, whereas Dave Matthews is just gross and can't help but be gross. Yeah, yeah maybe. he's like, here's some great sex that I love, and you're like, ew, gross, because you're a normal mm-hmm. person. Whereas when most people say, here's some great sex that I love, I'm like, oh, congratulations, I'm happy you're telling me wow, about it. Wow, rock and roll. <laughs> Did I say my things? Shit. Did no, I? No, you didn't. No. Uh, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa and Mastodon.xyz. And your YouTube thing. And follow me. Uh, that's not what you say. Uh, subscribe to me on like YouTube. Like and subscribe. At... Yeah, smash it. Smash it. Yeah. I hear Louisa's it explodes workshop. when you click it. Yeah. Yeah, I you have to click it to find out. It the right... I hear you click it the right way, then you see a picture of your own death. <laughs> Yeah, and if you click it the wrong way, it happens to you right away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a picture, and then it's like like a murder mystery. You have to figure out what all the circumstances are that you can see in this picture. We're writing a great Black Mirror episode. (laughs) Oh man! Oh shit! No, there was a Twilight Zone episode about a camera that gave you pictures of the future. That was goosebumps. No, it was both. It was was both. Twilight Zone, because a guy fell out of a window. It was very funny. It was one of those comedy, tragedy Twilight Zones. He broke his arm playing skeleton football in Goosebumps. We all remember. Yeah, Yeah, the Goosebumps one was like, oh, slightly bad things happen in the Twilight Zone that it was based on was like, people die. Mm -hmm. Hey, R.L. Stein, people died, okay? Yeah, it's, it's not, not okay funny. For I just saw him yeah, on the television. It's not a joke, R.L. Stein. He was on the news yeah. promoting a, a book. Uh, <laughs> uh, he submitted a short story to a book that um, Margaret Atwood is editing. Oh yeah, is it is it about a talking ventriloquist dummy? You know what? Hard to say. Read and find out, listeners. It's about a dystopian future where uh, ventriloquist dummies are forced to become pregnant on demand he had a he had a ventriloquist dummy of himself behind him in his video call which was very fun yeah anyway they're horror stories louisa they're supposed to upset you let's end the show though we already tried all right thanks everyone for listening to the show please come back next week but in the meantime don't forget to keep your pockets on shrek don't read the comments i'm the best around